0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a
1: month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Welcome to the Feudal Anime Podcast. I'm Jack, and joining me today is Rick. How are you doing today, Rick?
0: I can't complain too much. It's, it's nice and sunny outside. It's a fairly warm day for this fall weather. I'm really liking it. What about you?
1: I'm not doing too bad myself. It's actually pretty nice out today for a change. Can't complain. It's not blistering hot anymore. It uh, means <laughs> it's finally uh, nice and cool outside and I can venture out into the, to the world. Today we're going to talk about the anime Ergo Proxy, and it's going to be more along the lines of a general discussion. This is not going to be a review, although you can view it that way. We're just going to give our uh, unfeathered, unbiased opinions about it, and spoiler warning to anyone who has not seen it. Uh, so we are going to talk about the story in general, including the ending, and just kind of hopefully have a nice wonderful discussion about it
0: this is before we start um i gotta preface this with it is genuinely one of the most confusing anime that i would say i've ever watched and i say that not because the storyline isn't straightforward because if you do a real quick overview you go from point a to point b to point c but the way the direction of the anime goes you can interpret this four or five different ways. And I had to watch it personally in its entirety, maybe three times just so I can wrap my brain on what's going on. And the last episode by itself, um, Deus Ex Machina, I had to watch like four or five extra times just so that I can piece it apart because it's, it's one of those ones that just confuses you. But, We'll get to that.
1: Right. uh, To be fair, this is an anime that is definitely heavy on the uh, psychological portion of it. It's very dark. It's very gritty. It's very goth-like. And it is one you have to pay attention to. You can't jump in halfway through the the anime and go, I know exactly what's going on. It's something you have to watch from beginning to end to to (laughs) even try to understand what's going on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i was gonna say i watched the thing all the way through and i was still going what the heck's going on
1: so. yeah it it does take a lot to to understand i mean like you have to concentrate on it you can't be distracted it it, it can't be anything that you're just watching in passing at all it, yeah. it it you you'd have to pay attention to truly understand it and uh What's interesting about this anime is that it's actually not based on a manga at all. It was strictly created for uh, for pay per view, so to speak. Um so there's no other media to really read. There's there's uh no books, no um novels, comics, nothing. It's it's it was completely created, so to speak. You know, that
0: that makes a lot more sense now that now that you say that, because at times the flow was not what I would consider to be forward-moving. Like for instance, there was one anime—I know I'm jumping—not anime. There's one episode in here where the entire show was basically waiting. Yeah. Like I, I, I realize if right. you take a step back and, and you're not just watching the show to be entertained, you're watching the show to think you can see that there's a psychological breakdown of what's happening and you see minor character building and you can see people start to break down their own prejudices right. in in the whole thing. But it's still just, it didn't feel like it should have been one full episode. Sh- I feel like it should have been incrementally throughout the 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 series but right it it felt like they were like oh shoot we forgot to do something we need Mm -hmm. to hurriedly solve this issue and so what they end up doing is dedicate one episode to no action no further movement of the plot but just to show that the the main protagonist and the main are starting to get a kind of understanding of one another and if not necessarily respect um just to cohabitate without being aggressive all the time
1: right right um and and i'd argue for the for that question um or not question but rather for that episode is that i feel it was important to give you more more into the psyche of one of the main characters, and I say one of the main characters because arguably there are more than one. Uh, at the very oh, least, good. three, and the one for that episode was uh, Riel, and it really delved into her psyche at the episode. Um, it also had a pretty unique moment that she was staring at uh, the guy she was that she's traveling with, one of the other ones, Vince, and he has a whisk- whisker. And they've been stuck there, obviously, for a very long time. There hasn't been any window or anything like that. She's staring at him while he's shaving. And he he's getting embarrassed by it. But all she's saying is, shave it off, 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 shave it off. Shave it off. For the love of God, <laughs> shave
0: it off. Yep. And, y- you know, there was a time in the anime, maybe eight, seven, seven, eight minutes prior to her doing that. He, she, you could see from her point of view, she looks at him and I, I couldn't for the life of me figure out what was wrong with the picture. I just knew that there was something wrong with it. And turns out, yeah, I, I re- rewound it. And yeah, it was that one really long whisker just off the side of his cheek mm-hmm. that just was standing out. And she finally gets so fed up that she reaches out, pulls him forward. Now in his mind, he's why is she looking at me? I, I, he feels um, a love for her, an mm-hmm. obsession almost. And he thinks, oh God, I'm going to get a kiss. And she just yanks out the hair. And she goes, finally, throws it away. And they go back to doing what they were doing. Right. Um, but right. we should probably take a step back and um, detail who... The Main characters really are you've got Vincent Law, who is an immigrant from what's that name, Mosque? Something like that.
1: Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, he is from uh, uh, Moscow, uh, M O S K O, right? And this, the area they yep. are in, they're in uh, Ramoto, all right? So, very unique, wow. very, very unique names there, right? Very original. Moscow. I don't want to, I,
0: I I don't want to uh, interrupt you, but I do want to correct you. It's Romdo. Oh, they said that, they said that like nineteen twenty times, and it was so annoying because only one person called it uh, Romano or, or the way that you just said it. Right, and, and, and it, for
1: whatever reason <laughs> that I, I that's the version that stuck in my head. So yeah, Romdo. <laughs> is is it very original so moscow and romdo uh and uh to to put it all in perspective let's jump back to the very beginning uh in in the regards so romdo is a domed city and so was moscow but you don't really know too much about uh about the world um romdo is one of the last civilizations on earth because a global uh catastrophic event happened um that basically blocked out the sun so the world is pretty much dead it's cold uh the air is is uh not the best uh in general because uh because of the environment and there's no trees outside really um people that if you do go out there you will end up dying From uh, exposure to the elements, there isn't civilization, there's no wildlife, you're just out there.
0: Okay, so it sounds a lot like it's post-apocalyptic. Correct. Where we killed off all the trees, there's not enough oxygen to survive, that kind of thing. And yeah, it does look that way. It does look like we overworked what the Earth can do. Mm. And since it's set in the future, it would make sense that... This is a possible eventuality where you get rid of all of the uh, forests, you get all the trees, all the things that are generating um, oxygen for us to consume, for us to breathe. Um, And then life is stuck in these domes. Now, it does sound like there is more than one dome. Uh, You said Moscow was one.
1: Right. Um, Right. Now that...
0: That something happened to that that dome, if you will, that they migrated to become an immigrant into Romdo. Now, how, do you know how many? I was told that they made. Uh, well, that's getting ahead of ourselves. I was told that there were obviously more than seven or eight different um, domes, if you will, and people were thriving and they had life between one another. But I don't know if there was war or or if this was the last one that survived.
1: No, it by far is it's not the last one that survived by any stretch of the imagination. It's more so along the lines of. um, So and you'll find this out uh, three quarters in three quarters into the anime. Uh, You find out that there are 300 specific beings called proxies made. And you can figure that, I don't know, maybe one, two, right, per civilization. So, you can assume that there are approximately, globally, there are 150 to 300 um, domed cities that are still out there. Now, arguably, what's really going on is um, a majority of the cities are actually no longer there because of... Wars or 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 because they just couldn't sustain themselves any longer or or a variety of other reasons that are that are out there that could have been. So with that being said, life in and of itself in these cities actually seemed to be pretty good. You know, you have these uh, androids or auto uh, Reeve as they like to call them that are there to help you out with your daily life. And one of the main characters, uh, real, uh, that is, uh, what she has following her around, especially in the beginning and his name, the name of this Android or what it's called is Iggy, which I don't know why you would name it Iggy, but okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, if I remember correctly, that each citizen as Riel is, you have citizens and then you have immigrants, Immigrants, obviously, are immigrating from other domes. So, yeah, that that would lead me to believe there are multiple domes and there's commerce between each dome. But going back to it, um, Iggy is something called an entourage. And each citizen, each proper citizen of the dome is given their own kind of a robot butler, if you will. And I've also noticed that uh, one other main character is i believe the name is pino is that correct
1: the other main character pino yes uh the little little uh robot girl the little android
0: yep the little android that is originally a substitute for a child um from what i understand human population is very strictly controlled because you can't have too many people, otherwise the food supply or other necessary things for life run out. And so it's a very, very strict balance. It's also why you know, the citizens consider themselves better than the, well I guess, migrants.
1: Actually, uh, if I may, uh, may, in general, there is no live birth. Like no one gives birth.
0: Oh, God, does that mean no one has sex?
1: They probably do. They're just probably genetically modified to where they can't give birth. And this is uh, shown a few episodes in, like about four or five, episodes, uh, five or six actually, closer to five or six episodes in, where Riel goes into the uh, womb uh, area, rather, uh, and she sees these machines that are all uh, set up to give birth to uh, humans and it allows okay. them to genetically modify and, and correct any potential birth defects and things like that. And, and also possibly remove the ability for them to be able to give birth and get pregnant. Yeah. I can and, understand and, and that. This is, it's a, it's a main point and they point this out in, uh, in a couple different areas as well. Like the, she, she, points it out in a couple different spots along their journey as as the anime continues on, what this room looks like, or rather what, what a couple other people point out.
0: Now, I think this is something that they keep referring to. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. But I think this is what they refer to as the cradle of life, mm. where the, these these domes have their birthing centers. Now, every time they, once they left the dome and or kicked out however you'd like to put it um, once they go to these other domes that have been destroyed in some fashion or another the cradle of life the the birthing area is usually all that they're able to to locate that's all that's really able to be to be found uh, yeah. or at least recognized Um right because of that,
1: its uh, unique design and, and look in general
0: correct now that does lead me to to this question once you watch the entire anime you find that these proxies um that of which vincent law is a proxy or at least he is the despair of a proxy
1: uh as he his creator refers to him as a shadow um he actually reveals himself uh when he encounters another proxy uh, or not reveals himself but discovers that uh he is the proxy called ergo proxy um the <laughs> proxy idea. of death so yeah uh yeah, he, he he is a proxy now they can take on human form um but they each have their own s- special unique identity their own way to uh fight their own traits everything like that Uh, like the proxies are all individual they're all unique um and and you're you're really introduced to them about two or three episodes in and when they talk about it and and riel is uh, attacked by one in the beginning and you find out later on that it was vince or ergo proxy that did attack her, or not really attack her, but more so defend her. Uh, yeah, I, was I should say, say, was uh, it
0: really an attack? Because it it makes me think: is the Monad Proxy the one that Proxy One is in love with? AKA a- Ergo
1: Proxy. A- let's clarify yeah, that yeah, Ergo sorry. Proxy is Proxy One. Uh, Monad is okay. is the Thirteenth Proxy
0: and they form a pair of some kind. Right. Um so I apologize I should have clarified that sooner. Um, that said, riel appears to be a DNA a, a DNA relative to monad um proxy number 13. Actually, now,
1: um what, what he did was he create uh, the the one of the doctors uh there Or rather, the head doctor, um, Dale uh, Dale he took some of her DNA, some of Monad's DNA, and combined it to create Real. Right? So, Real is spelled R E L with a capital L. And then what he created because apparently she because E L left, went off, is infatuated with the Ergo proxy or proxies in general, infatuated with Vince, trying to discover everything that's going on. Uh has no has no time for for uh deal to this. Uh he, he creates someone and names a real with a R-E-A-L R E A L instead of the hyphen. And uh with the combined DNA because he wants her to only look at him now that yeah that doesn't happen until much later on in the 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 anime in in general uh you that doesn't happen until three quarters about three quarters of the way through now what ends up happening uh most of the time or not most of the time what happens in the beginning is the these androids are getting a virus called uh cogito virus and it's a it basically how the uh robot or how they describe it is it it basically gives the androids a, a soul so to speak um and they become it gives them
0: free will
1: right they they refer to it right. as 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 them giving a Or, or taking a soul, and it's not so much that they all have free will, because most of the time they end up dropping to their knees, looking up at the sky, and praying, and that's how you are introduced to this virus. Now, what's interesting is some of them keep the uh, keep their uh, original programming, their original directive. Uh, like Iggy being the entourage for Riel and guarding and protecting her, looking after her, taking care of her, you know, doing what she can, he can, or it can, uh, for her. And he takes it to a lethal point to where he only wants her to look at him. And, and so he locks her up. He takes her, captures her, locks her up, and then he's like, I'm going to go kill this person because... They, She needs to focus on me. She only needs to look at me.
0: Yeah, and this is why I think, stepping back from the the story, this is why I think there was multiple directors, if you will, looking at this and going, this should happen and this should happen, because there are many different plot lines that would have eventually had a story by themselves going on. And it, in my opinion, disrupts the flow, which is why I feel it's a little bit difficult to watch. Um, But getting going back and diving back into it, um, yeah, he he falls in the category of, I want someone to love me, but because you won't love me, I'm going to try to force somebody else to. And when that fails, I'm going to descend into madness to the point of if I can't have you, no one can. Right. Um, Right but he the the trade off here is he's not physically overbearing he's not even mentally overbearing he's just simply an extra that no one really cares about until you realize oh crap what are you doing when he dies feeling neither happy or sad about it, it it's just a a background character who had a foreground name if that makes any sense yeah, someone who yeah. Doesn't matter to the story, um, but is well known enough that them dying should have some significance that no one really sees.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the only thing I could say is when he does die, he is like, "I still love you. You're the, you were always your favorite." Rial, run through here, go find the one, and she doesn't even pause to reflect on. His feelings, she's like, wow, this is really sad. Deuces, I'm out. So I don't know if that just goes to show her focus on Vincent Law as her main um, goal, or if it just shows her as someone who is, for lack of a better term, heartless. Right. So I'm not... uh, uh, in my mind that just makes it to where she any relatability she once had was thrown out the window
1: what's interesting though about about uh the cogito virus is how is it transmitted like through nfc well
0: i thought about that but probably not because it's not spreading as quickly it looks like it could be um a physical thing it could be a um, sound or a sight of some kind because if you'll notice um, Pino always says that she could hear Vincent and she refers to the other proxies as the other Vincent and she says that oh I can see him he's impossibly far away but he's shining like the Sun so maybe the proxies themselves give off a frequency mm-hmm. Or give off some extra thing that I don't know that that these robots are able to see, but it well it could be a um, specific frequency they give off that you're able to um, capture and manipulate because there are some assassins that were infected on purpose with the Cohito virus.
1: Right, right. Um, but I would argue that the reason why she says the other Vincent. And she says that a couple different times is because there were other people masquerading as him, um, trying to pretend to be him, so to speak. And, and True. so that's that's more along the lines of why what? she she brings that up, why she references it.
0: Uh, I and- did notice that, but there was also one specific time when she said, "You're not the Vincent I know," and it was it, it, it she was referring to a female proxy that was not. Uh, attempting to uh, mimic the Vincent's look. I believe it was the first proxy that he actually killed.
1: And this goes back no, to me saying that, they're, uh, the, that the proxies are all unique and, and special in their nature, and that why I believe there's only roughly 150 domed cities, one male, one female, each one created specifically for a domed city
0: true and then we do find out that there was a uh elimination proxy project that's why ergo one is the proxy sorry proxy one is is uh the proxy of death he's there to kill all the other uh proxies now
1: right um they also when you run across another proxy a little bit later on down the line uh during the smile land episode uh the proxy there actually tells Pino, please don't have him come to my city because when two proxies from opposing areas come in contact with each other, we have to fight to the death. Okay. And and so he turns away or, or Pino convinces convinces Vincent to not go to that city. Right. So, but that's, okay. that's jumping ahead, uh, a way ahead in um, in from from where we're at, just in the beginning. So they haven't they they barely leave the city, and so uh, how they well, how Vincent leaves the city is because he's actually being attacked by Monad, and he doesn't realize he's the proxy yet, too. In the in the beginning, just a couple uh, two up ep- three episodes in, he's being attacked yeah. by Monad,
0: and you see him switch, you see him change, you see now the change you do see is his eyes open up. And it goes from a, no, don't hurt me, to no nonsense, I'm going to F you up. Right. And he doesn't remember it at all. It's like he's compartmentalizing the memories of his mind and whatnot. And he's essentially forced out, ironically enough, by Rial. Right. And that's when you find out the outside world, outside the dome, there's people. There are people around now the environment is toxic and by design or by accident they never really get into it but apparently there is a known vaccine for this sickness now that's curious to me because if there is a known cure to the virus why are they always keeping everybody inside and why does everybody who goes outside why are they treated like criminals
1: uh, probably because they don't have enough, uh, vaccines in general to keep everyone alive or to give it to everyone. So it's infinite. Um, I,
0: I actually just thought of something. You mentioned that the people born in the cradle of life, I'm probably, that's not, might not be right, but let's assume it is people born in the cradle of life. Uh, can't have kids or, or might not be able to the chick that lives outside the dome had a son of the group of people that you meet, you meet a child.
1: Right. Which means she probably was, uh, ejected from the city with the son because there's no one there that she would have sex with. Like, let's be realistic.
0: Well, you you have a point, but it, it leads to the, it, it leads to the potential that maybe only in the domes, they're not allowed to have kids. They're not allowed to conceive. If that makes any sense. Only because what happens when the domes are gone? And the proxies obviously know the time is nigh! Um, So to speak, if you want to get biblical, um, that the human race is going to have to work on its own. Right. Not everybody is against the humans. Not every proxy is against the humans. There are some that still see it as their duty to rebuild the population, and while others, they feel like a shunned creator. They've done... All this work, and yet nobody's willing to learn, using them as a power source,
1: right? And and some of them are are uh, pretty well versed, or not versed, but pretty well respected within their areas, and they 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 live amongst them in a very positive way. Now, what's interesting is are are, are the proxies uh, gave the humans all the technology, the the ability, the technology to. For the, for the womb systems, for the, for the auto, uh, Reeves, for the, all the technology, for the doms, everything gave, given all to them. And, uh, and, and so it's like, why would you give it all to them? And then, uh, you know, for in, an Ergo Proxy's case, disappear or pretend to disappear.
0: But did he disappear? Remember his, he, now this is part that's confusing to me at the very end. In the, in the very last episode, there are two ergo proxies. There are two proxy ones,
1: right? And it's and because he, uh, other. right. Well, he created him. He created the one, the Vincent law. He created him, um, wiped his memory, destroyed, uh, any any ability for him to be able to get memories about everything that went on, like he Vincent Law was actually created by Ergo Proxy. And he even says that when he when he finally meets him at the at the uh, end, he says, "Look, I created you. You are a shadow of me. So I, I can kill you on a whim. You're you're not even real." Like you're only here because I decided to do it on a whim, and uh, Riel's grandfather, who's the leader, standing in place of Ergo Proxy, even though he's still there the whole time, he goes on to say, you know, I'm I'm just gonna disappear. I'm gonna go about my life, or not go about my life, but I'm gonna disappear. Yeah, and he disappears, right? And so Vince uh is in uh moscow and then because uh of whatever events transpi- transpire transpire grandfather decides well he wants to get a proxy back into the area back into that city um and so he, they bomb moscow go over invade it take a proxy bring it back and then Vincent, who's there because he's an immigrant, ends up leaving the city. And this is what's interesting. This is this is something that I find interesting, is that uh, the proxies actually can dictate whether or not the womb system, or the cradle of life, as you put it, works. And that is active.
0: So I do have a question. If, if Mosque was bombed for their proxy, what proxy was actually there? Was it ergo proxy or was it monad proxy that was in it was that was uh, in mosque
1: uh it was i i would say it was probably monad
0: so they brought monad from one to the other and then monad Mm -hmm. decides to kill ergo proxy's uh substitute let's call him right
1: right because like uh the smile End episode the proxy for that area said when two proxies come in contact with each other they must fight to the death
0: now does that lend to your hypothesis of 150 or does that lend to your hypothesis of 300 domes
1: well the reason why i say 150 is because it's one male one female for every dome and what lends to this is when they're on their way or when Vincent is on his way to Moscow, he comes across a very, uh, very, very much uh, war-torn area where the autoreeves Reeves are fighting against the humans. And the humans are like, let's try and keep the womb system going. We just need to keep it here. And, and, and the proxy proxies that are there, they don't care. Right. But they they're uh, sending the auto reeves out to kill the humans for whatever reason. And uh, he even says um, to to Vince, who killed uh, the female proxy there, he goes, you killed the person that was that was my partner. You killed the, the one that was supposed to be there with me. Okay. So, I don't know if that's a unique situation, unique scenario, because he also had two towers, whereas of most or the other domes uh, only had one, and all we can ever find out is one. So that could be a unique scenario.
0: Okay, I can accept that.
1: So that's that's why I gave it's like anywhere from 150 to 300. It could be anywhere in point in between. I mean, like hell, there could have been only. Uh, Two hundred
0: and ninety
1: nine, and for whatever reason, that one was special and had two. But they're both dead now, along with all the humans. So.
0: <laughs> they're both dead. Never know.
1: Never know. Um, but yeah, no, the proxies. Each one it looks like have have their own special ability too, and you know, in all honesty, each of the domed areas that we end up coming to, um, are very different from from each other. Like in terms of what's going on, how how everything's happening. It's kind of uh, reminiscent to me of uh, the Fallout series, the games. Um, okay. Simply because Definitely. you have a post-apocalyptic world. Everyone's inside a vault or a dome city in this case. Each one serves its own purpose, and it seems like every single one serves its own purpose, basically to the whim, though, of the proxies. And what's interesting, another interesting thing is that uh, when you come across in the in the series, they come across a area where it looks like everyone was in a cave, and they're all having been mutated from the gas. They they're actually able to give live birth, but it doesn't look like there's a proxy there.
0: Now, earlier you found a proxy in a cave who was just monster, monstrous, monstrous. Yeah, he was just a monstrosity. He was monstrous. And that's when you find out that the bullets that the no name doctor, I forget what his name is, starts with a D. Uh, main character who dies. We talked about him before, but he was so Eldest. non-existent. Delvice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to call him the no-name doctor because he's he's not really relevant for real anything right? in the series. Um, but he gives Riel bullets to kill Vincent Law because everyone was thinking, hey, if he's a proxy, this should kill him. Right. And that's when you find out that these bullets actually work against proxies. Now... You had a very interesting thought on what these bullets were because they don't damage humans, but they kill proxies a grazing of this thing a, a mere flesh wound that would that's not mortal in a in a lethal area can still just disrupt the the DNA of any proxy. So right. what, what did you think it was again?
1: Uh, UV. UV, so so basically kind of like uh, the proxies are a little bit like uh, vampires. I mean, like we're in a world, they're dark skinned though, uh, but the world is completely covered in clouds. It's cold, it's desolate. There's, There is no sunlight that penetrates through. So, I mean, and from how it looks in the animation, it looks like it could be a UV bullet. I mean, they basically are super powerful, super fast. They don't age. They are immortal, uh, or thought to be immortal. And only a proxy can kill another proxy, or at least that was the initial thought process
0: behind it. And that's what, what, uh, in the last episode, that's what Ergo Proxy says, or Proxy 1. He says, I'm supposed to be immortal, and yet you killed me. Right. So that, that leads to that.
1: Yeah, and and not only that, um, I mean, he he even talks about at the end, too, uh, that it was never meant to be permanent. Like, they, they were meant to guide civilization into the new age till the world was ready and be able to fix the world or have it so that they can fix the world. And obviously, no one ever did that. They just lived in the Dome Cities for however long. Um but another thing that is r- really interesting is again, at the end to bring it up is that uh, they die by sunlight too, which why, which is why I thought they might be UV bullets. I mean, they get exposed to the sun. You see uh monad who gets reincarnated, uh, fly up into the sky and burn up from sunlight because the clouds are starting to finally part. and, And you see Er Ergo Proxy sit there with sun starting to hit him, and the light just starts burning him.
0: You know, you have a point. I that okay, okay, bringing that scene back up in my mind, he was disintegrating wherever the sun did touch him. See, I always was under the impression that when he was run through by Vincent, that part of the dying process, part of the decaying process was simply just um, dissolving. But going back to the very, very first um, monster that was killed by the bullet, he didn't go away. He just died. Right. And then Monad, the original Vincent had killed, died as well. Mm -hmm. But... Ah, uh, see, here's here's the chink in the armor. Here's the chink in here's the
1: and the they, and they also an run across right? the bo- other bodies as well. So they had like three or four bodies total.
0: Yeah, they, they did. But here's here's where my uh, my inconsistency meter, let's call it, goes sky high when he's when when Vincent kills the female proxy. He doesn't run her through. He doesn't tear her apart. His eyes glow hmm. and then the the eyes do something that resemble lightning and basically pour into this other proxy until that proxy's dead. Right. And is it possible because that blue light coming from his eyeballs glows whenever he's mad? other proxies are upset and you see them attack with it as well is it possible that the sunlight the uv rays i guess are somehow inherent inside of them and that's how they're able to kill each other is that something that you'd be willing to accept does that sound rational
1: yeah, you know it definitely sounds unique. I mean, like it makes definitely makes you wonder what it is. I mean, like it takes electricity to uh, to make it to make those bullets. So, but the the proxies aren't exactly uh, robot because um, ergo proxy he rips off his arm because he gets shot in the arm by one of those bullets, and his arm grows back. You can see the muscle tissue just pop out and grow back.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it's the inconsistency. It's the inconsistency that kills me on this because the very first time she shoots this bullet, it hits the other guy in the forearm, right? Or when, no. wait, was it the chest? It, it hits him chest. in the chest. Never mind.
1: Um, so I don't know. It's a it's 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 definitely unique in the nature. So maybe maybe a not UV bullets. Maybe. Electrical shock bullets, you know, special sh- electrical bullets that short out the, their system in a very, sp- uh, very specific way. Um, okay. But but if that's the case, then basically anyone shot with it will die. So.
0: Yeah, and they, they were very specific that the the bullets would not hurt people. Now, the cells, the amorite cells, I think they call them, I... Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the Amorite cells. Mm -hmm. They died when they were exposed to this blue light. Now, if the blue light's coming out of Odude's eyes, and he is the proxy of death, and all these other proxies, when they came in contact with it, they didn't immediately kill each other, yet he's going out there, and his, his specific proxy, he's the proxy of death. Whereas... The other man that you see, uh, blonde hair, blue eyed, um, but not like glowing blue yet. Um, and talking on a very cordial note with Vincent, before Vincent realizes he's the proxy of death. He goes, I am so-and-so, proxy of light. Anything I shine on, blah, 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 and that's his spiel. Maybe there's something in Vincent Specifically, that is meant to destroy the other proxies, which is why they did say that this was the end of the proxies, the the proxy extermination project, or I think mm-hmm. that's what they called it, uh, annihilation. Yeah. Um, he's pivotal to that because it's his job to go and kill everybody. Like it's so maybe in the Smile City the proxy wasn't saying that whenever a proxy meets another proxy it's whenever Vincent meets another proxy does I'll, that make I'll, sense
1: I'll, I'll take that I'll take that yeah no no that that makes more sense definitely in in the regard that it's like yeah if if someone comes in contact with Vince specifically yeah they have to fight to the death for whatever reason um because he is the proxy of death they don't really talk about though, Uh, too much about the other civilizations out there. Uh, Some of the proxies do go mad. And and one of the ones, one of the civilizations that comes across is the proxy killed all the humans that were there.
0: That's more common in, in this world than you'd think, you know, they're like, "I, I can't be loved. Therefore no one can, or, they're just going to leave me, so before they do, I'm going to make it to where they can't. Right. Or, like, I think I know the one you're talking about. The one you're talking about is where the proxy basically drowned everyone. Yep. Yep. And, oh, okay. This is just one more thing to validate my, my hypothesis. The proxy couldn't kill themselves. They well, killed everybody, well, but they couldn't die on their own mm-hmm. because they're immortal. They, they needed Vincent to come and kill them essentially
1: right but uh, honestly if you were immortal would you would you uh have an easy time killing yourself
0: of course not which is why there you Vincent go. is yeah. such a lifesaver
1: mm.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean, or the reverse
1: well you know i mean also it, it's noted that Basically, the proxies can venture outside. They're not restricted in the same way humans are. They, uh, they can definitely uh, get by without having to have any vaccines or anything like that at all um, in that regard. I mean,
0: they are immortal. Yeah. So they should be impervious to any illness.
1: Right. So what's to stop the, you know, the one that ended up killing everyone because he was upset that he's alone. What's to stop him from venturing out and going into another city or to another dome to find uh, someone to love?
0: They might be landlocked. That's the thought that just came across my mind.
1: Uh, But Monad, which was taken from Moscow, and then uh, Vincent, they're not landlocked. And it certainly doesn't look like that, especially with the big guy that they ran across either.
0: I think the big guy was actually part of a dead dome. Hmm. Because every time, every episode you'll see, (laughs) minus the one where they're yelling at the wind. (laughs) Yeah. they're in a a dome that has been destroyed fair enough and i don't know it still goes to question why did vincent law get sick when he left the dome like he was legitimately ill according to everyone around him almost dead
1: i don't know that's uh i don't know um overall i think i think that the story overall was uh it was good but it left a lot of plot holes. Left a lot to be desired. Um, um, each of the main characters, Riel, Vince, uh, mainly, you could have entire series on each one of them. Uh, but but they heard- they they they, uh, they didn't go into enough detail, and and they left a lot unanswered. I mean like I I get that they were trying to get a lot out there that he was that they were trying to explain a lot but a lot really wasn't uh explained and if it was it was not explained well at all.
0: See see I can I can appreciate that viewpoint I'm going to have to differ with you on this one but not completely. I feel that a great deal of detail and effort went into the visuals and the sound the sound alone the, the soundtrack to this whole anime honestly one of the best i think i've ever come in contact with that said i feel they put too much the opening uh score if you will the opening um sequence of their uh, i don't even know what you call it the opening scene the opening um opening what credits you call it just Opening starting. credits, sure. Okay, that they they play a song. Come and save me. It was at the beginning ironic and at the end poetic, meaning it's the same song, but when you watch it in the beginning, you're like, oh, okay, I, I guess. At the very end, you're like, okay, that song is awesome. It evolves more, in my opinion, in your understanding of it than the actual anime does, right. and. When you look at just the opening credit, the the detail in how many different, I would say, um, images are thrown at you in that course of a minute, a minute and a half. And it's repetitive. Like every episode comes with this, this consistent stream of just religious, not necessarily paraphernalia, but religious uh, undertones. And you see barbed wire that you could mistake as the thorns of Christ's crown. You have the the necklace that could be a very very um, distorted cross. Right. You have you have um, there was a few right. Like, well, that I saw where there was just different languages mm-hmm. thrown up there saying the same thing. It was awesome. There's scripture least throughout if they put that much effort in just not just not the production but if they put that much effort and that much detail into the rest of the anime it would be top tier one of the best
1: but they didn't i mean Dude, I, very I, true it, it, they, they didn't the the the, the opening credits the opening was great it's wonderful i mean like hell it, it honestly it also felt very 90s to me even though it came out in 2006 it was very 90-esque in the opening
0: for it yeah um See, it's funny you mention that. I felt that it was riding the coattails of the success of Ghost in the Shell, but Ghost in the Shell wasn't made in the two thousands, was it?
1: No, I don't. I don't believe it was. Um, for me, though, it actually felt very—I uh, want to say—very witch hunter Robin it was very because when which Robin Robin, in, in okay. so many were in so many ways is like ergo proxy um in in that regard it's psychological it's goth it's something you have to watch and it really makes you think the style and animation is identical almost in that regard so it was uh but but in general i mean it was a great it was a great show it was good um certainly certainly personally i think it's uh it's worth you know borrowing it or or renting it
0: you know if yeah no i can see that so it's one of those things that you if you're gonna watch it you're gonna need to devote at least two run-throughs for it it's like six cents if you will it you watch it one time and you're like okay that was weird and then there the minor twist at the end makes you want to watch it all over again with, with a new with new eyes, essentially. And right. everything that you see as important becomes iffy. And some things that weren't even a little bit on the on the Richter scale of being a, a blurp becomes oh oh wow. For instance, the guy who wants to kill. Vincent Law for majority of the the time that you're watching his daughter is Pino. Yeah. Like it, it didn't even register until the very end and you're like what? Wait. Why wasn't this a, a bigger plot point? Well, it's and- meant
1: to be be underlying, right? It's meant to to be an underlying tone through the whole thing and the irony behind it all too. So
0: so yeah, there are definitely levels to this anime that you don't really find mm-hmm. in in the more popular anime. And I I hate to do it, but I'm going to have to go back to Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell looks like this feels, if that makes any sense. Like, right, right. I don't know if the director had influence on... Ghost in the Shell or was influenced by it but I feel like it should have been relatively close um, if not in timeline but in, in feeling mm-hmm. and you you are right this was in the mid 2000s and I did look it up while we were talking um, Ghost in the Shell was mid 90s so there's a 10 year difference but you could easily watch these side by side and feel the same vibe going on mm-hmm. feel the exact same confusion Right. About what's going on, um, and then the clarity at the end with the open-endedness that most Japanese old animation is is well known for.
1: I I do agree. Uh, it was, it wasn't exactly a happy ending. Uh, at least in my opinion, it's just, it just left you kind of wondering what what was going to come next, what's going to
0: happen next. Yeah, and. It it's kind of awkward because I I see where you're coming from and I, I it's hard to put into words. You don't want a sequel because it's good as it is and adding more onto it would just make you feel kind of blah, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like a little epilogue. A 15-minute epilogue would be awesome. And it would be like, hey, here's what they did. And you know, I don't necessarily mean five years down the road of like, hey, they lived happily ever after, or, you know, hey, they died five minutes after leaving the the compound, essentially. Just something that we can go off of other than, well, that was uninspiring. Yeah. To give you an idea, that there's a very beautiful, perfect example that I would say a lot of people either felt or or, or thought when they saw the ending of Full Metal Alchemist, not the Brotherhood version, but Full Metal Alchemist. When you're like, well, what happened? And then to solve that, they actually released a full-length motion picture about what happened to Alphonse and the Elric brothers, and um, they they Americanized it afterwards, which I really wasn't too thrilled about everybody had a happy ending. I was grateful that I was able to have a conclusion. I feel like once you open something, you need to close it, you know? You need to have book book endings. You yeah. need to have you know, and this felt like it didn't have a proper book ending. Yeah. Yeah. So, it didn't even feel to me personally. It didn't even feel like it had a chapter ending. It felt like mid mid chapter the guy was like, "Okay, yeah, that's good."
1: Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think in general, I think. Uh, they. It, it, it maybe in the future, if someone uh writes the guy in a threatening letter, maybe
0: <laughs> you wouldn't want to write a guy a threatening letter who's got an imagination like that.
1: Yeah, no, no. kidding. <laughs> Probably turn that into an anime.
0: Yeah, <laughs> It'd be like the letter writer. Dot. 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 Who never was.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Um, I think it's about time uh, about time to wrap things up. Uh, how would you wh- wh- would you recommend this? Like, how would you recommend it?
0: Um, well, to well to give you an appropriate rating that I would understand, I'm gonna have to give you a uh, table of contents, if you will. I, I typically have uh, would I own it? Uh, would I guilt someone else into watching it? Kind of thing. Um would I not? Do I regret watching it? That kind of thing. Uh, as far as this one goes, I would probably like if you had it, I'd borrow it from you and then return it after like the second or third watch, but I wouldn't want to own it. Right. Um, if you didn't have it, I'd probably try to rent it from Redbox or, or somewhere like that or Netflix something. I'd find out someone who had it for much less than the purchasing price. Um yeah. so I would say rent or buy.
1: Yeah. No, sorry, I sorry, not
0: rent or buy. Ha. Oops. Uh rent or borrow. That that that'd be my rating.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. If if uh if I if I had to spend money on it, I'd rent it. But if I didn't have to spend money on it, if I could like borrow it from someone or maybe uh find it somewhere to watch watch it. Otherwise, don't go out and buy it. Certainly, if you have it, don't guilt someone into watching it with you, uh,
0: <laughs> unless you like torture,
1: indeed, uh, it is. It is definitely, uh, definitely psychological. It's very goth, very something you'll probably end up watching two, three times just to fully understand because of everything the intri- uh, of of how intricate it is just in I would general
0: say, i would say if you liked ghost in the shell you'd love the animation if you liked death note you could appreciate the storyline yes i'm not trying to compare death note to this one because death note in my opinion is far superior however if you like psychological thrillers like that that force you to think that force you to be extra critical this is the anime i'd recommend
1: right right
0: And as far as next week goes, we were thinking uh, I could choose. And my pick to discuss is Aaron Logan. I said that wrong. I said that very wrong. I said that's still wrong. (coughs) Give me a moment, sir. Oh, God. You're a dick. Crap. How do you say it? <laughs> do you mean
1: Gurin Logon? Uh,
0: yes, that's yeah.
1: Okay, so so next week, uh, join us as we talk about uh, Gurin Log.